Hello, this is Dr. Monique Graham from Nick Speaks. It's been a while. And it's been a while because of so many things. So many things. First, I want to thank... Um, everyone for joining in. I want to thank you for constantly supporting and um, promoting my podcast, my website, my blog, and just about everything that represents Nick Speaks. I had taken an, uh, a hiatus from the day I found out my mother died to early January, and I believe it's good enough time for me to not necessarily heal, but for me to be able to process the fragments of healing. So <clears throat> here I am. I'm literally sitting in my garage at home, and it is December 26th, just a day after when everyone celebrates Christmas. And I am in, a, I want to say, reflective mode. So life has happened on... The 6th of December, after I had laid to rest five friends and family members, um, laid to rest as in they died from different causes, different situations, I found out that my mother died. It was about four days, wait, let me see. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, three days after I had done the eulogy for a really good friend of mine who had passed away from cancer. And um, <clears throat> I'm only able to communicate about it because there has been some time and time has elapsed, so I'm able to communicate about it. And what's interesting for me, in the midst of practicing my tools, practicing what I tell other people, how to deal with grief, how to deal with hurt, how to deal with pain, it's not been an easy road. And I lost an aunt in June, another one in July, a couple of friends, four of them between August and November, and then my mom in <laughs> early December. And I honestly, to be as transparent as possible, I don't believe this as this has actually happened yet. I don't believe she's dead. I don't believe it's possible that my mother is dead. We never had the perfect relationship but we had we had a good thing 
I'm, and I'm doing everything possible not to fall apart while I do this podcast because I owe my audience more than me falling apart. So my mother, struggling with the word was, but my mother was this, um, My mother was a matriarch in a different on a different level. She she gave you what she thought you needed. She loved you in your own space. She was selfish in her love for you. She felt like whatever she was giving you was what you needed. And 98.9% it was. She would encourage people to go to school. She would, she would force you, force you to be a better version of yourself. And though my lifestyle as a gay woman wasn't part of her script, she tried her best to make sense of it. And in the beginning, she couldn't make sense of it. In the beginning, we had issues. There were three years when we had separation because she just couldn't make sense of it. And then after a while, she tried. And what I loved, loved and respected about my mother was her freedom. And um, we had moments that could not, be comprehended by others. Whether gay or straight, whatever the case may be, we had our moments. And I remember so many moments. My mother passed away. She had a stroke. Just before she had a stroke, she and I had a conversation. And um, during that conversation, she said certain things that that resonates with me every day. And prior to that, we had multiple conversations. And prior to that, she had multiple voice notes that she left for me and I replayed. And though it might sound morbid to others, it's, it's, it's good for me. But what was significant was at no point did we talk about what happens after she passes away. And we... We spoke three days before she had the stroke and passed away. And without making this podcast about her passing away, I just want to say we should have living wills. We should have something in place that makes others who care about us know what we want when we pass away. Nobody knows. Nobody knows when we pass away. The universe has its way. And nobody knows because no matter what people tell you, blah, 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 blah. Listen, when you die, you die. And that's, that's not something that somebody can speak to, honestly. People can say, oh, and I was in the hospital. This happened to me and I saw this and I said, but you're still alive though. So here's what I think. 
And I pray the people who love me replay this. This is going to be in history, which is a beautiful thing. One, I would love the people who love me to cremate my body. I don't want to be sitting in a box. Worms eating this form of who I am. Um, I would never want anyone to look at me in my worst form, which would be deceased in a box. I would never want anyone to do that. When I pass away, I want to be remembered as the ass, the beauty, the joy, the everything, the fun, the, the Monique, the everything that I am. And it's not a human sitting in a box. So do not put me in a box. Cremate my ass, put me in an urn, have the most beautiful picture of me posted. Oh, in some format, whether it is in a in a in a in a mosque or a, a setting or a home or whatever the case may be, I do not need to be in somebody's church. I do not need people to be crying. I do not need sadness. I just need people not to see me at my worst. After you've cremated me, I want to be spread in a body of water, either in Malibu, California, or Turks and Caicos, or hmm, I'll take Grand Cayman. Those are beautiful bodies of water. Um, I'm maybe Bahamas if it really don't look like the other things are plausible. Um, I would prefer not to have my sister at my funeral. Please do not invite that bitch. Um, I would prefer not to have any family member in New York except my cousin, second cousin, Nicole, her children, um, Raquel and her offspring and family and whatever. Everybody else, fuck them. Yes, I said it. Um, I think I'd want my brother there because even in his desperate um, need to make sense of some reality that don't make sense to me, I think he really loves me. So I'd want him there. Um, I'd want my cousin Bobby, who is such a darling and doesn't even understand how life works sometimes. Nobody from Jamaica. Fuck them. Um, I do have a family member, two family members in Switzerland who I like, Dorothy and Nadine. I do have Annie and, and Lorna and Rosie. And, and there are probably a couple that I might not remember their name right now, but the people who actually like me, if the motherfuckers don't like me, Fuck them. Um, I have some friends. I have some co-workers. Let them know that the bitch died and the bitch is flawless. You know, I would never want my demise to be tied to the sadness that I saw with my mother. Because I believe that my mom had friends... Wait a minute, I said nobody from Jamaica. Stop. There's a friend in Jamaica I like. Um, I'm Simone and everybody from Breathless. So I'm sorry, I take that back. And my driver, Mike. 
He loves me. Yeah, those people like me. But um, I would never want to be in a situation when I felt my mom was where 90% of the people who I think really loved her didn't get a chance to say goodbye. And I know COVID um, has um, capitalized a lot of her, her movement. But I'm just saying, I bitch ain't trying to die now. Um, my mom died in her late 70s. I'm going to continue to lie about my age. My age is 29. I, I I have a wife. I have a son. I have a few people around me who I love and love me back. I feel like Atlanta is my forever resting love place. Um, I have so many friends in Atlanta who love me, make sure that all of them be turned up on my turn up. I love music. I love love. I love companionship. I love togetherness. I struggled through the balloon release for my mother because she was such an eclectic human. She was. She she understood so little, but explored so much. And I think what I loved most, what I loved most about my mother was the fact that she was so different with everybody. Everybody got a different version of her. She traveled. She was so confident about who she was. She was so confident about who she was. Wrong, right, or indifferent. She was so confident about who she was. And every now and again, I sit and I think, I don't even think this woman is dead, but she is. And death is ugly. And I spoke about my father, my father's death years after, but this one is fresh. Death is ugly. Death is unkind. Death is unkind. And though my mother and I weren't holding hands, running through the meadows every day, death is unkind. But death also brings you to the point where you identify with mortality and, and identify with reality and makes you appreciate the things that you probably would not have appreciated before. And I love myself. And I find that after my mother died, I started loving myself in a way that I didn't even know I had the capacity to. And for the people who's never lost a parent, you may not get it. And for the people who 
have, you know exactly where I am. I lost my father in 2003, and I, and I was devastated. I was so devastated. I, um, I lost, not only did I lose weight, I lost my job because I just couldn't function, and I lost a relationship. I lost a lot of things. And here it is, years after my father died in 2003, my mom <sighs> died in 2021. And it's still not real to me. And let me tell you, I would not wish this emptiness on anyone. So as my recording tells me, it is 16 minutes and 58 seconds. I will wrap up with this. Love the people you love. Tell the people you love, you love them. Fuck who you want to fuck. Kiss who you want to kiss. Be who you want to be. Do what you want to do. And listen, cuss who you want to cuss. Listen, life is short. Cuss them out now. I am so true. Because... Life is beautiful as is, but then it ends. And what you don't want is a sad ending. Oh, P.S. P.S. My son needs to get a necklace with some of my cream ends. I love you guys. I am very healthy. I am not morbid. I am not suicidal I just believe that it's good to have your living will and this is perfect living will for me I will title this my living will and my active behavior love you I hope you love others this is Dr. Monique Graham uh, signing off and wishing you a happy new year